for joining us today at Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And Brian, you're back on the show. We've been trying <laughs> trying to get back together for, for a while now. I've been very busy recently, so it's been hard to carve out some time for this. Well, all right, so let's start off as we normally do. What have you been working on? Have you um, been working on anything? Of course. I'm going to Adepticon, so I'm forcing myself to work on stuff. Um, so far, I have four of my seven uh, miniatures painted for Mezbeg, the miniature Earth strategy battle game. Um, I only have to do six, uh, or seven, sorry. I have to do one cataphracti, so um, I have that. Almost done with that. I, need, I have three more weeks. And then I also have to squeeze in there one Gaslands car. I just got the car. So now I have to chop it up um, and make it Gaslands. So three weeks, wish me luck. Now how long do you have until, what, three weeks until it's Three weeks. It's, yeah. We leave on the 18th. Okay. 19th, somewhere around there. Yeah, they're actually putting together who's going to be there, so I'll give you the money for the stuff I want there. Oh, I know. There's going to be a lot of people there this year. Yeah. Well, I know last year was kind of a bust. Uh, uh, let's just say a transitional year. Yes, so a lot of places didn't, or a lot of cons didn't have the best time last year, so still recovering from COVID. Well, let's let's see if that poisoned the vendors, like if they still want to show up, because I know a lot of vendors were burned last year. I don't how they'll show think up. so. I don't think that, I feel like some of them will stay away, but the ones that don't are going to be very happy because everything's full. You can't get into any classes. There's no room for anything. This is like, this is the fullest they, like, they've, people have had to add more games to accommodate players. And as soon as they open a new, new event, sold out. Well, I noticed we're three weeks away, and I just started seeing the post that uh, Batman Miniatures game is getting, like, an event. Yeah. At Adepticon. And I was like, where did, where did that come from? Yeah, everyone. Everyone has events now. Because there's so many players going that every event is absolutely packed. So, I mean, if, if there is any vendors that didn't go this year because of the stuff that happened last year, they are going to be there next year because they're going to be missing out. Yeah. We'll see how many they pack in there. We, we honestly need a con for Albuquerque. Unless LVO is just... It's in Las Vegas. I know it's an only an eight-hour drive. And what is it, like a two-hour flight? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, two hour flight. I mean, you have to stop in uh, Salt Lake City, but uh, yeah, about there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depends That's, on who you fly. There's probably some direct okay. flights, but let's be honest. I don't pay for those. <laughs> you, know, you know, sometimes when I make hotel reservations, like, I'm a Hilton Honors member. So, like, they'll give me these uh, junk calls. And I think it's Hilton. And, like... I'll have a Hilton reservation. Like, oh, my God, I hope they didn't cancel me. And they'll go, uh, would you like to subscribe and get, like, these bonus plans to go to select cities during <laughs> certain windows? And, like, you can go to Las Vegas. And since I live in New Mexico, it's always fun. Las Vegas, New Mexico or Las Vegas, Nevada? 
And that, that confuses them for a little bit. <laughs> what? <there. I> <laughs> New Mexico? No, we don't fly, to, we don't fly international. I'm sorry. I, you know what? I could see throwing people off, though. Here's your, <laughs> here's your hotel stay at Las Vegas, New Mexico. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened several I'm, times. I'm sure it has a casino somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was taking a flight to Paris. Turns out it was Paris, Texas. <laughs> uh, no. You were telling me that, so when I when I said you may, Albuquerque should get a convention, you made a face. I, I did. I can't okay. can't say anything. Okay. But there are things in the works. So the the foundations okay. are being laid right now. Um, I will know more soon, and hopefully we can have you know something here. They're yeah. notorious for small conventions. Yeah, because there is, I mean, Warhammer came here last year and yes. enjoyed it so much that they're not going to repeat. Oh, no, they they're going somewhere else. else. <laughs> Far away. There's Far nowhere near <laughs> us. Like, the closest one is in Memphis. No, not in Memphis. But I think it is in, ten no. But it's, it's, yeah, it's in the south. And then the other one in Pacific Northwest, they're as far away from us as possible. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow, we, we picked a hotel in the middle of a Pueblo, nowhere near the city. In the but middle of nowhere. Let, let's not repeat that situation. Like, yeah, good job. Yeah, because, I mean, there's nowhere else in New Mexico. It's gonna go. there's, it's, that's the only place. It's in the middle of nowhere. Everything is in the middle of nowhere here. <laughs> well, there's nowhere and somewhere, and there's no... Area <laughs> no, not that. at all. And we are nowhere. <laughs> uh, well, because uh, so we had Manana, Manana Con, but that's more of a board game type situation. So, and we'll we'll see we'll see how that evolves. Yeah. Oh, hopefully they'll take it somewhere, like build from it. But uh, yeah, I. I'm thinking about Nova Open, thinking about it. Yeah. So, at least just to stop in and buy. Yeah. I've, I've pondered it. I don't know. I don't know if two cons is in for this year. But maybe. Well, I mean, you got the store paying for you to go to... Uh, uh, That's a con. Which is extremely nice. Being sponsored is what I want. Obviously, but you know we can't do this all the time, and I don't want to. You know, I don't want to over, you know, overstay my welcome. And be like, yeah, just send me to like three cons a year. Trust me, this is totally monetarily sound. Fact finding mission. Well, you know, when when Sean pays for you to go, he can stack it right next to that business decision to make make his custom made BattleTech T shirts. <laughs> These it's are all leader. good ideas. <laughs> I mean. You can write it off. I am going for business. It is it is a business trip. You know, best CPA ever. <laughs> sure, that's a write-off. <laughs> it's a business trip. We're, we're doing business things in a business location. Uh, I know. So I, on my side, I've been going through all those new Battletech releases. Oh, so, yeah. There's been a lot of them. Yeah. I finished up the um, Kellhounds. Okay. And I did a little video, put that up there, and how I painted them. It's probably our most, most watched video. Oh, yeah. It's beat out, like, the Warhammer ones that were, like, 
the review one. And uh, now I've got Hanson's Rough Riders that comes out soon. And uh, I'm almost done painting the Eridani Light Horse. Hanson's are out. Well, no, I'm the video. Oh, the, the video. video yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Video on it. So uh, I have to do finish up my Eridani Light Horse. It's just, you know, trying to get that five page. And there's one more, right? After Rough Riders? Oh, or Highlanders. Highlanders. There yeah. we go. I haven't picked up that one yet. Now, we had a discussion about this. Which ones are coming where? Because The Highlanders so are the ones that we can't get because the distributor doesn't distribute out here. Okay. Because we had that discussion about whether that was the Rough Riders. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got the Rough Riders. <laughs> I showed we up got with Kel's my, hands. I showed up with my stack of Rough Riders. Hey, you needed some? <laughs> You're like, no, no I have 20. got 20 of those. Yeah. <laughs> you got the wrong one. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> of course, after I order those, because I got this from Aries Games and Miniatures, after I order those, that's when they put up like, hey, we have Highlanders. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, what other time are they going to put it up? <laughs> Thank you for your order. <laughs> Would you like to order some more? Now you just have to order more. Yeah. You know, order, for, order 50 for the store. Well, so I actually, since I was ordering that, I went ahead and got uh, the rule book for cab strike operations. That uh, Who makes that? I can't. Oh, man, I. Is that FASA? No, no. That's Battletech made FASA. Yes. It's Reaper. Reaper. It's under the Reaper right. imprint. Yes. yes. I was, uh, when Sean went up to Texas, he was going to stop by the Reaper store. Oh, okay. And the, sadly, they were closed um, when he went up there. And I gave him a list of stuff, and a lot of it was the cab stuff, because it's really good miniatures. Yeah, Ares doesn't have many of the cab miniatures on hand, but they had some of the rule books. So oh, okay. And it says it's a um, miniature agnostic. Yeah, but so, I mean, if you play It's on Battletech bases, so it's like, oh, because so what I was thinking is um, I've got Battletech miniatures, so I figure I'll get the Cav Strike Ops book, and then when you go to Adepticon, the new um, Steel... Rifts still rift. Uh, box set has the physical rule book now, so you can grab that well, for me. Let's hope they fixed the rule book. I haven't been following what happened. Yeah, so last year when they released the starter set and they had the downloadable book, it had a lot of errors. And so I sent it to a friend. I was like, hey, check this out. He's a copy editor. Um, and so we checked it out, we play tested it, and it was like, it was a little clunky, it, the wording was a little off, so my friend was like, hey, sent, uh, started talking to, uh, Ash Barker, and it's like, hey, I'll, co I copy edited this for you, I found, you know, 400 errors, here it is, I'm gonna do this for free for you, and so if you have anything else, like, you know, just let me know, and all I asked for is, like, copy editor credit. Uh, and and uh, Barker was, he said, cool. I looked over it. This looks great. Uh, we'll make the changes. Hopefully we could, we're, we're printing soon, so everything's good. And then apparently they released the, the 2.0 version, the updated version, and a lot of the things weren't fixed. Um, but it does read 
a lot better than the version one. Okay. So hopefully it's the the complete final version that's easier to read, because the the current the the one that I have the first version was not easy to read. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, because think about that. Like all these little mechs. So it's like just buy. Use the battle tech as like the um, six millimeter slash fifteen millimeter army. Yep. Get, and I mean, Catalyst is coming out with new tanks and infantry on the next releases, which is so really like, cool. Because so I don't even have to stray to like no put put that out. So it's like okay, well I can have like eight games in one line of miniatures. Like yeah, that. and then even uh, at Adepticon, uh, battle tech is going to be introducing the is going to start the Kickstarter. For oh, yeah, the, the mercenaries. Yeah, yeah, for the mercenaries, and that's going to have, you know, the, the land troops and the tanks and everything like that. So <laughs> we're getting that from all over the place. You know what? Uh, yeah, if there's a retail version of a game, I'm just going to start buying it through you guys. After the Cyberpunk Red. What's that? <laughs> it's been so long. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like, you know, I backed it up to the point where I could get all these free minis. And I was looking at it like, well, it's a twenty percent savings. I might as well have just bought those minis on their own. Yeah. And just waited for you guys to get the boxes. And we're still waiting on ours too. Oh, oh, geez, it's like almost here, <laughs> almost. <laughs> the hype is long gone, long dissipated. No, I don't even think anybody remembers. Well, you know, maybe that'll be helpful. Like, if you can't deliver it on time, deliver it so late. That, that no one remembers that this game came out. And then and it, it renews. Splashes, it just splashes in. And it's like, oh my god, Cyberpunk. <laughs> I remember this now. <laughs> I mean, I wanted it for the minis. I already had the minis, so I was just getting the upgrade packs. Yeah. So that was the problem. In the retail pledge, you guys weren't getting upgrade packs. So yes. you already carried the minis, but they weren't selling the upgrade packs for retail. So like... The upgrade packs had the cards and, like, the extra guy for the gang. Yes. So I was kind of caught out there because I didn't want to rebuy them all again. I just needed the extra guy. So it's like you had to go to the Kickstarter to pledge to get the upgrade. Yes. If you're in there, you might as well as, like, well, for this much more, I get 20. Free miniatures. Yeah, you get all yep. those stretch yeah. goals. It's like, okay, I'll do that. And then when I came to you and said, okay, these are all the stuff that weren't in the scratch goals, but were on the Kickstarter. I want to buy. That were like the add-ons. We're not part of the retail package. Yep. Yeah, like the strontium cow, like the cow with the gas mask. On. That was. Was that? Yeah, I had getting no, that. No, wasn't that free though? It wasn't something you could buy, because that wasn't on your list. But I think they sent it to you anyway. But you couldn't get like um, the clown with like the balloons. No, that one. I yeah. Get. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of other stuff on there that just yeah. wasn't. You it was had a little to buy all the, over the place. Yeah. It was either you did the full Kickstarter or you didn't get that stuff. And yeah, the retail package was just the two-player starter box and the gang boxes. Yeah, there. I mean, I remember putting in that backer kit before we even. That was in the old store. That was at the old I was store. Stood next to, that was before the pandemic. Yeah. I stood next to you. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That was before the pandemic. Was it before the pandemic? Yeah, you were... Oh, it's... It was at the transition point. Yes. 
Okay, because we were talking about it in the old store. You guys came here, and they finally closed the Kickstarter. And so I stood next to you at the register. That, that was that was at the old store. Was that at the old that store? That was at the old store. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's we've been here for it's so long ago. It got fuzzy. Where were you in physical <laughs> space? Compared? It's been so it's been over. It's probably been a year and a half since the backer Pan- came out. Pandemic's been going on longer than that. Oh, that's right. You transitioned in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah that's right. You came mm-hmm. to the store. Okay. Yeah, we were still wearing masks when we moved in. Well, I had nothing to do with COVID. That's just being around. The, yes. Sean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the general public. <laughs> I, I tell you what, when, uh, when the sandstorms hit two days ago at 70 mile per hour wind, glad I had a mask on there. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, man, it gets in your eyes. Oh, yeah. It's in my eyes. <laughs> I mean, you, you got the glasses, got the mask, all. everything's protected. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, when the, when the pandemic hit, everyone here is fine. I, I've got mask and goggles <laughs> just to walk outside. <laughs> yeah, I have to do that for the sand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, so let's, let's talk. I had an original idea of what this episode would be about. Mm-hmm. We're going to put that one back up on the shelf. Yeah, things change, don't they? Let's talk about companies and their ability to deliver. So let's talk about Soul Shackle. Ah, yes. Yes. Games Workshop's new Kill Team box that everybody was anticipating. And I had a lot of orders for it. So how we won't say how many of this was for me. We won't talk about that. A couple of numbers, yeah. How many boxes did you want to buy? My initial order was for 100 boxes. So you were going to lay out the money for, or the store was going to lay out the money yep. for 100 boxes of Soul Shackle. Yeah, we had the money set aside. We were ready. How, how many, and this will go into the title episode, how many were you promised out of that 100? So when the Thursday came, so thir- Wednesday I put in my order, I wanted 100. And then Thursday I got a call from my rep. And she said, hey, we're going to be putting everything on caps to prevent what happened with the Battle Force boxes a couple months ago so that we can guarantee that everybody gets something. I'm like, okay, that's, that's good news. That means that everybody will get a fair chance at getting stuff and get a decent number of, like, not over-ordering. Um, I say that while ordering 100, but the demand was there. <laughs> You had sold that 100. 100 like, is a medium yeah. store buying. I mean, that's I, I, most of the bigger stores do anywhere from 100, 100 to 200, depending. Um, so it's not out of the purview of stores. You're, and, doing, uh, you're doing an Indominus buy. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Uh, and so she told me that she couldn't do 100. My cap is a little lower than that. So I was like, okay, that's, that's fine, you know. Hundreds a bit high, and we could work with lower. And so then she says that we're gonna get four. <laughs> four total. And I was like, okay, that is four percent of what but, I ordered. You know what? You knew the math. Oh, right it's easy off. for didn't me. To, yeah. <laughs> did not have to break out the calculator, so I'll get four percent of what I asked for. Okay. So I was, you know, just floored by that number. You know, I'm not gonna start yelling at her. Because she has nothing to do with that. She's just the messenger. And, you know, I, if, I, if I, you know, keep good relations with her, everything's fine. 
I don't have to worry, you know, she's going to make my life easier as long as I make her life easier, and she has nothing to do with that. So I just, you know, hung up. We, I didn't hang up right away, you know, finish the conversation. Yeah. And then I get an email about two hours later from Games Workshop with cap totals. So now they send us, first they send us the list of what, we should, what we're ordering for that week. And then two days later, they send you a list of stuff that is capped. So now everything has a cap on it. And reading it, I was promised four from my rep. And reading the paper, it says they were capped at three. So called up my rep. I was like, hey, you said four. And I said down to three, which at this point is 25% of my order. Or 75% of my order. At that, when it was four. Yeah. And... You took an additional 25% reduction in addition to your 97% reduction. Yes. See, we talked about this one in the previous episode. Stacking percentages. Stacking is percentages. Fun, is yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> and she said that we, are, from her knowledge, we're, we'll be getting four, but don't be surprised if we get three. <laughs> that's, that's a great answer. I'd love to give you four. <laughs> but I can't. I, I just work here. I can't promise you anything. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's, that's all I needed to know. Ended the call, and so, and then we just had to wait till we got the shipping confirmation to figure out, find out how many we're getting. We were also told that the next Thursday we'll be able to call in and order more if there are any available. So I get the confirmation for shipping. We're getting four, so we did get the original number, which is great. Apparently, we didn't. We got one over the cap, and a bunch of stores just got the cap. Okay, I've seen that on Facebook. Yeah. Like, games and stuff in, outside Baltimore, they had three on their shelves, which I'm surprised they even made it to their shelves. I think here, they didn't even make it to the shelf. Like, you oh, open the God, box, no. and you just handed them no, to I still, No, I still owe ten people boxes. It's, it's like paper towels in Puerto Rico. You were just throwing <laughs> them out to people. Just <laughs> catch them. <laughs> to the masses. <laughs> no, and then, uh, so Thursday came around, and... Called. And usually when you put in an order uh, the week of release, they put it, they expedite it um, because it's a new it's a new item, so they want to get you out fast. They don't guarantee that it'll be there by release, but you'll get it right after release, um, which is really cool. It's not like a regular order, which takes anywhere from two to four weeks. So I call them up and say, hey, I want to put another, I want to put 30 on order. Hundreds out of the question now. The, the well, you missed is, the release. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The interest has waned. We're, we're down to 30. Um, and she's like, yeah, we'll put the number in, but it's going to be a regular order, which means it can take anywhere from two to four weeks. So now not only has two people canceled their order since I put in the order because it's going to take four more weeks than it should have, um, the interest is just waning. So by the time I get it, it's a dead box. I don't know if it's dead. It's not dead. It, yes. It, it becomes like Cadia Stands. Yes. When you got your second release of Cadia Stands. It's but like I can't the, just sell it like that. Oh yeah, like out yeah. the day. Yeah. It's going to sit there for a while, and then when the right buyer comes during a sale day, it will sell. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, I, I think there's still, the models in the box, you have the Arbits in there. So the Which law enforcement. So very people, wanted. Yeah, th- those are very wanted. So the box is wanted. But I know from watching it, it's like, 
it goes from being a special item to like I'll get it when I get it. Yeah. Out there. Now I buy the boxes and hack them up. For so for the resale market, you can still move it because using eBay, the demand is somewhere in the country. Yeah. So I can just ship it to where the demand is. But I do lose a bit because it's not opening weekend. I have these cops. I have these guys. These the special walls that break apart. I have them right now. Like, okay, let's get those. Yeah. So it it just you know you start pouring water on the uh, on the fire of the enthusiasm there. Even if because no one's painting that stuff opening weekend, it might be six months before people go around cracking. Yeah, I mean, the there's that yeah. like one or two two guys that just like this is my next project and yeah. I'm going to work on it as soon as I get home. That that hundred boxes, there is no way in like a month after release everyone is going to have all that hundred boxes. Oh, no. Handed. We see them like a year later at one of our garage yeah. sales still intact. <laughs> you know how many boxes like that come up a year? Plenty. <laughs> have you ever seen Closets of Shame? I have. They're full of those boxes. I, I can't fill my Closet of Shame when I need to. But. <laughs> so I, I know there was they put the caps this was the only kill team box. When was the last time they put a cap on a kill team box? Because they didn't do this into Into the Dark, Morok. Those were like buy what you want. I can't. So they did caps back in 2020, 2020, early 21. That's when the that's when the last time they had caps on stuff. It was right after Indominus and Ninth Edition came out. They were having production issues and. A lot of the things were capped, which, okay. And now, like, they nothing's been capped for since then, until now. And we started seeing the problems with the Battle Force boxes that came out a couple months ago when they would sell out before stores even some stores even had a chance to buy any. Well, that was the um, Soul Shackle box online sold out yes. very quickly, like, and they put the little note that they normally reserve, like, we will never sell this online again. You know, that, I think that statement on the website dampened the enthusiasm more than anything else. Yes. Like, is this another cursed city? Yeah, is it going to be another six months before we see this box again? Or, like, ever. Because remember, cursed city was like, you know what, we're going to kill this. It was almost two years afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And what was going to be, like, one of the hottest releases is still sitting on shelves now. Yeah. Because because of that, is it here? Is it not shenanigans? Yeah, I mean, if they just exactly. opened and said Soul Shackle is like our code codexes, it's this odd cover one, and you'll we'll only make a thousand, and we'll never make it again. I think people would accept that as yeah, as long as everybody knows what's happening. Yeah, and then you get to the day of, and people are like, "Hey, where's my order?" It's just like, "Hey, we." They announced that there's only going to be a very limited number, and it's a limited number. Well, they haven't even announced it's going to be a limited number. They just said you can't have them now. Yeah. How about ever? I don't know. Right. What, what do you mean? It's you like can put more on order. <laughs> well, walk over to the window, look down in the warehouse, <laughs> tell me if they're still stamping out that. <laughs> if it's a no, then no, I'm not getting it. But And that's, that's one of the other things. So if it says it's out of stock online... That sometimes means that it's out of stock for us because so what you see online is one distribution like center. It's a, it's its own warehouse, 
And then there's another warehouse for brick and mortar stores. So they're separate piles. So whatever was sold online was not taken out of what was sold at the stores. But you combine them and that's the total number. So if you see how fast it sold out online and how few the stores got, you get how much was actually made and it's in not that much. Yeah, it's that, in the thousands, which is like a thousand. <laughs> you know, my, my problem with that is I could see the caps being... So let's say we were moving Age of Sigmar, mm-hmm. and there's a new box coming out, and stores all over the United States said, we're like you, I want 100. And then they catch their 100, and they can't sell out a bunch. Like, the hype was there by the salesman, but the there was no buying base for it. Yeah. Like, it existed some part in the country, but not in, like, another part where the guy who bought it. So he's sitting with a bunch of boxes on the shelf. And I'm sure... There might have been some sales rep who's had to catch garbage saying, you told me this was going to be the hottest box ever. It's dead stock on my shelves. Okay. So it's like, we'll send everyone four, and we'll see how much actual demand is out there. Kind of like a pre-order thing. Kind of like a pre-order. But if you wanted to do that, why not just contact everyone two months before mm-hmm. and just say, give us your pre-orders, like stuff you've already sold right now. And we'll send you the right amount. Because it almost sounds like, here, everyone take four. Now tell us how many you want. Yeah, that's well, exactly why, what it Why not like. just do a pre-order? I, I know that they have a certain timeline. Because I called the weekend it was going to come out. Because they have a certain timeline to how they do their PR. Yes. You can start your PR training two months before the release. If that helps your manufacturing in their any way. PR or three months or four months. are very erratic from what I feel. It's like, we'll have... We'll have an announcement of a bunch of items, and one of those items is literally released the next week. And then those other items that you saw, they're three months down the line. And then, like, the next week is, like, something completely different that's never been yeah. seen before. <laughs> that wasn't announced. <laughs> it was like, never LBO, announced. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this is coming out now? Okay, cool. I guess we're getting that. And what about this stuff that's been announced for, like, a year now? When is that coming out? So it's, it doesn't feel, it feels disjointed from what's online, what's, what they're saying that's being released, and what's being released. It feels like three completely different entities working together that don't communicate. And it's just like, hey, this is coming out, but one of these things is coming out in two years, and another one, the next one's coming out tomorrow. So, you know, get ready, get hyped. Well, I know... Was it at an LVO, like Necromunda? And yeah, the Hype War. Well, before know. that, like in 2018, I think they actually like went to LVO and they had like artist sketches of like how they were going to expand Necromunda versus like the 1997 release. Mm-hmm. And they had these sketches and there were the uh, merchant guilds as gangs. So you can see the sketches in there. Yeah. And so now going back to look out and say, okay, that's like four years from when you showed, like, the sketches to, like, it actually on there. Yeah. But at least it wasn't a model. You didn't show us didn't a model. Didn't show a model. So that's, that's one of the things that they're doing with uh, Warhammer The Old World. Yeah. Is they're just, like, 
This is the concept. This, look, at the, look at where art. This is just art. And this is the story. And this is, you know, we're reintroducing all these uh, old worlds. And, you know, this is the old lore. And they haven't, they haven't shown any miniatures yet. They're, they're waiting because who knows what's going on with that, honestly. <laughs> we'll see in two years. Because, like, uh, yeah, that's another thing. It's just like, that's going to take four years to come out. The, the hype's just... I think, people the said hype? That, I think people said that right when they announced, hey, we're bringing back the old world. And I think on Facebook I saw a guy's comment, so five years from now. Yep. I think everyone was like, yeah, so five years. So if you come up with the idea, it's going to be five years. So this actually brings me to why is there all of a sudden a crunch on production? Because it seems like you had caps around before Indominus. And Indominus, they loved. It caught them off guard and it was like their biggest selling box. Yeah, and it was huge. There was no caps. And I know they're kind of production constrained out in Nottinghamshire. Like they don't have enough production lines, so they have to focus on what do we want to sell the most. Yeah. But if you ran all these kill team boxes, no caps, no caps, and all of a sudden Battle Force comes out and there's like a screw up. Like we can't make enough. And then Kill Team. Ah, no, this is constrained too. That's telling me that they've taken some of their manufacturing lines out of the regular process, and they're probably stockpiling stuff. Yep. And I, I personally think, looking at their stock valuations, I, I've been watching their stock price. In the U.S., it's different from yes. the London Stock Exchange, but here in the U.S., it's traded over the counter. Something happened a couple of months ago. The price of the over-the-counter stock of uh, GW has gone up. But why? You have all these issues, but someone is buying a bunch of the stock. So it makes yeah. me think 10th edition box is being manufactured probably starting like uh, three months ago. Yeah, because and in, it's investors always have more information than we do. Yeah. <laughs> always. They'll always have more. So what, what was announced to the investors that wasn't announced to us yet... I, I doubt it was an official investor announcement because that would have to be filed with the SEC it would, an investor yes. call. But if an invest, if large buyers are out there and say, "Hey, you know, we're working on this," like between you and me, like we're working on this. Yes, because I showed you the stock price is actually tied to the edition releases. Yeah. So if you want to know why they release an edition every three years, it's because there's a dip. the price goes up <laughs> when a new edition of the stock valuation goes up. Then around a year and a half, it starts falling. And then at three years point, it's back down to like $100 a share. And then it's like, hey, a new edition. Then it shoots right back up. Yep. So it's like, it's, all, it's a perfect oscillation. So if you ever wanted something to uh, sell high, buy low, like Games Workshop's there for you. Yeah. It's time to the editions. Like you can set your <laughs> clock to it. Get your auto trader out there. Like you wouldn't even have to look. Just buy on this date and sell on this date and buy on, Auto, give it to you. <laughs> we'll make money. <laughs> we'll make money. Better, better than my 401A. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I know they're constrained on manufacturing, but it's very frustrating because that 10th edition box better be awesome. It better my, be very good. For the amount of bad will that you spread to people. Oh, yeah. It is... The feelings around big game companies right now is very strained. Well, so let's let's talk about Wizards of the Coast mm. as you bring it up. Licensing it's issue. 
Yeah, so I I don't know how old you were when the open license came out, but I remember third edition. Hit. Yeah, third edition. It was Nineteen. Yeah. No, it was two thousand. I, I remember. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I was working in a warehouse, and my supervisor came up and was talking about the open license, and so he bought seventeen dwarf handbooks, all manufactured by different companies. Okay. So he. And it was actually fascinating because, like, a lot of them were the same, but a lot of them had, like, different unique weapons to make them different. So yeah. if you actually wanted, like, a different kingdom of dwarves, you just, he had 17 different books and say, okay, those <laughs> dwarves have that book. But he he could not get enough of, like, the open license books. I mean, there were so many books. And that's actually caused the collapse that led into fourth. Yes. Because there were too many books. There were way too many books. <laughs> and, I mean, I think it's, you don't, a lot of people don't buy the third-party fifth edition stuff. It's, that's what I, I mean, they probably, there's a lot of people online that do and do homebrew stuff. But when they're coming into the store, I'll have 5e, for, made for 5e content right next to something that's stamped with the with Wizards of the Coast and the D&D signature. The, the Watsy stuff, the Wizards of the Coast stuff, will sell 10 to 1 for the, the, non, the non-official D&D. But people love it. People love that open uh, contract that they could just, you know, make their homebrew stuff and, like, publish it and print it and distribute it. And well, was the coast decided that's no, we need money. We need money from that because that's that's a transaction they can't control. But it seemed that they weren't interested in everybody because no. there are there's five E stuff. You're right. Like if you go on Kickstarter and say I'm going to make a five E, you'll sell like two thousand books. Yep, that is not enough mm. for you as the average retailer to take the gamble. No, not on at it all. to bring in a fifty dollar hardback. Nope. into the store. I mean, uh, it passes the Kickstarter, but that's what Kickstarter's for. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's not going to pass in a store. So it seemed like they were targeting major players. Yes. But, so they put a blanket, like, restricting the license to basically take on two players. Um, at that point, why not just approach those two players? And instead of saying, and just say, hey, how would you like to partner? Yeah. Kind of like if you ever watch like Marcus Lemonis in there. How would you like to become a fashion imprint under my umbrella fashion label? Yeah. Like bring instead bring him in, and say we'll give you help, but you know that help's going to come at a price. Instead of saying hey we're going to change the license. Yeah. So, exactly. Because if you're targeting two two of the major players, like and their YouTube videos, they and, didn't want another player to pop up, and be out of that purview. You know it's there's just not enough for another player. No, like, there's who, not at all. Th- there's no room for another major player no. to pop up. I, yeah, it. Li- I'm surprised those major players popped up. The critical role. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's because it's you know, the famous people that it's voice actors and actors and you know people that are well known in the community and they have their names behind them already. Like, yeah. Without that. They're still famous. With that, <laughs> they're famous with D and D. It's a. 
But you know, this also fits in that idea of why Games Workshop hates third-party resellers. Yeah. And I was, uh, what is it? Peachy went to the painting, the painting phase, that YouTube channel. Like he left yes. Games Workshop, and he mm-hmm. was talking about. They had a conversation on there about like third-party resellers there, and it's like. Look, I'll pay your prices. I won't go to third-party resellers, but make me the stuff I want from your own literature. Yeah. Like, I want shoulder pads from a chapter you don't make shoulder pads for. You don't make... They're called decals, but this individual says decals, which is a ridiculous word. Decals. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's that idea of not looking at yourself as a company, but as an ecosystem. Yes. And what can you do to make that ecosystem healthier? And I think that's the biggest thing in this industry is that it came, it started at, at little communities and of friend groups wanting to, you know, they made something and they wanted other people to play it because their friend group loves it. And so it started as a community. It wasn't, you know, it's not, it is something to buy and purchase and consume, but it's also builds a community. No matter what part of the gaming industry you are, you rely on that community. I mean, you you can't sell a board game to just one person. <laughs> that one person needs at least two to three other people to play that board game with. Otherwise, even if they have the want, they're not going to buy it because they don't have the ability to play it. So there needs to be a... You know, you can't play D&D by yourself. Uh, as much as Watson would love that, I don't know why they don't do more video games, but, you know, you can't play tabletop RPGs by yourself. You need a community. And if you're going to, like, dismantle the community for money, you know, where... Well, I, I have to wonder about the dismantling because, you know, right when that licensing argument and, like, how did it affect sales, like, that week that they announced the open licensing, what happened to your D&D 5e? Crashed. So. It went through the floor. I mean, we have, like, usually we order, you know, we order 40 of the new book. 40 of the, 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 the alternate cover of the new book. And we sold, we sell out of them in a week. That's, that's how it was for years. When new book come out, came out, we get, we get all the, we get 60 copies Sold out in a week. We just got the new book. We ordered 40 copies. We sold like 10. So now it's just like, and then, you know, things are going stale, which never went stale before. And on the other end, our other RPG section has completely exploded. I'm constantly having to put in orders for Pathfinder and, uh, you know, all the other indie RPGs and Morkborg and Dungeon Crawl Classics and Starfinder and all those little little games, those have exploded. But D&D's gone stale. And that, for a store that was built on D&D, like that was our bread and butter for the longest time, it hurts. So it, you, there was a most definite shift in the community. Uh, I think... The issue is, is something like D&D, you only need what, the player's handbook and the DM's book when you get down to it. Mm-hmm. So you can't build a business off selling two books. No, and that's the thing. is It wasn't just the books. The books were 
the intro. That's mm -hmm. what you need the miniatures. You need the dice. You, you don't need, need the, the miniatures. Yes. That's a crush. I know you don't, <laughs> but you know, people want that. That's part of the experience for some people. Like I don't play with miniatures or anything like that. Because my my thing is, you know, it's uh, theater of the mind. Mm. And I would rather, instead of spending that money on miniatures, I'm going to spend that money on miniatures for other games, miniature games, but I'll want to use that money for other RPG books. I'd rather have 60 RPGs than one RPG with, you know, a bunch of miniatures. Well, so I know the week that licensing happened, um, my wife's friends were still going to their D&D &D mm -hmm. meetings. So people are playing the game but you don't actually need the extra books to keep playing the game. So most of our friends paid no attention to the licensing issue, but long-term, were they ever going to buy anything else? That is always the question. And it's, you know, the people that bought every book, the alternate cover of every book, they were the people that buying, you know, every book, coming in every week, dropping $100 on miniatures or dice or other accessories. And they're still buying the accessories and everything like that, but they stopped buying D&D books. And they're off buying Pathfinder. But since Pathfinder has so many books now, <laughs> yeah, they're only buying the, like, the core books. So it is, it's definitely affected our sales. What I'm interested in now, our flea market is this weekend. I want to see how many D&D books... Because this is our first flea market since that decision. Oh, yes. I want to see how many people bring in D&D books. Yeah. Well, with the D&D books, so the flea market is coming up. And mm -hmm. so I can't make it. No. And I'm not going to have any soul shackle to unload. Nope. <laughs> uh, so I've got a bunch of other stuff. So i got to pack that up and hand it to you. But I, I stopped buying D&D books. Just because I don't, there's, I play second edition. That's fair. Yeah, yeah that's what I collect so is second edition. Yeah. So, so I still have all my second edition stuff, and I I have everything already. But the secondhand market, once it gets out there, is D and D and Games Workshop, even if they mess with their customer base and the e ecosystem, just too big to be hurt long term? Because it be, it's the length. The lingua franca. It's the common language. Yeah. That's, I think I messed up that Latin. But it's the common language that everyone uses, like like Kleenex yeah, or Xerox. That's a brand. Those are yeah, brands. brands. They're not the actual description Trampoline. of the item. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, will this just be a momentary blip? Um, and unfortunately, Wizards of the Coast does not have its own stock tickers tied to Hasbro. So, yes. Uh, otherwise, buy... buy Huddle, Wizards of the Coast, <laughs> and sell when they bounce back yes. with 6th edition. <laughs> wait, you know what? If 6th edition was coming out, just wait till 6th edition before you start doing licensing nonsense and say, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, go do whatever the hell you want yep, with that. I, we don't care. 6th edition is ours. Yeah. And people are like, well, I have all the 5th edition stuff. People would probably still kickstart 5th edition. But it's like, okay, 6th edition is theirs. Yeah. No problem. They're not taking something away. Away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're not going to try and monetize off of other people. 
But I, I told you, I thought, I really wish that uh, Wizards, uh, not Games Workshop, whenever they um, move to a new transition, if they just open license the old um, oh, the properties. Old, yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, if they just said, okay, here, take take the old stuff. We don't oh, care. Can you imagine what would come out of second edition? Well, you can go back to Warhammer Fantasy Battles, like fourth and yeah. Uh, what was the popular one? Sixth edition. Sixth edition. Yeah, yeah. that was the pop. I mean, that's gotten a resurgent in rank and flank. It games. really has, yeah. Um, so, because what I've been thinking of is um, boarding action. So, yes. boarding action has actually made me, me more interested in 40K because it's the type of 40K that I was interested in playing. So, it's like Kill Team First Edition with commanders and elites. But in 40K, they just drew it down and said, okay, it's a combat patrol. Here's boarding action. But the way they packaged it, it's almost like it can be isolated in time. Yes. So you can get the books that feed boarding action, the basic uh, ninth edition rule book, and your codex. And that's just a game until the end of time. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. It's because like, I don't, I don't want to play full eighth edition or, ninth, or ninth edition. Because there's so many books and there's so many erratas and it's just blah 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 blah. I don't want to keep up with all that. I, I, it's 500 points. It's super small. The games are super fast, um, and that's you know they're faster from what I've seen. They're faster than Kill Team games, which you know that's what I'm looking for for 40k. Yeah. I mean, Kill Team is good. It's a good tournament game. It's a very good tournament game, but it's still you know it's still an hour and a half to two hours of gaming. And, you know, there's other games I'd rather play for that amount of time. Well, I mean, when we looked at the boarding action book, because from Kill Team 1 to Kill Team 2, they added more granularity and detail. Like yeah. They took out the list, a lot of the list-building freedom, but they gave you these highly specialized characters, like my veteran ace guardsman with, like, this... Yeah, we got the bespoke teams. Yeah, high, highly... And individual control. Okay. This... Boarding action went in a different direction from... It, it reminds me more of Kill Team 1 edition, but instead of moving characters individually, you're going back to moving them as squads. And like they said, okay, you can't use any of this stuff. You can only use these rules. It can only be this size. But what they did is like all those extra books and everything, it's like, that's gone. Like This is the world of boarding action. Only these books, only these things. Yes. Um... Now you can go play. And like, this could be a standalone game. Yeah. Separate from 8th edition, but it uses all the 8th edition infrastructure. So it's like, nice. I could buy this and play this for the next 20 years. And yeah. Because you're isolated in the books. And it's so simplified. Um, the one thing I don't like about it is they don't use power levels. Yes. Because I, that means you have to buy the codexes or whatever yeah, to get yeah, the points. Yeah, you have to buy yeah. the codexes. Because... I was looking at like um, some of the boxes, and it's like, well, if we just go off power levels and they give me the squads, I don't have to go buy the codexes. Yeah. And it's like, they always read it in points. It's like, yeah, I could probably translate. What's a 500 point to the power level and like do that? But they didn't write it in the book, which I thought was like sneaky of them. I was like, just, just write, I don't know what the power levels are even anymore. No, <laughs> like me neither. I have or, no idea. Five hundred points. A hundred power level is five hundred okay. points or something so, like that. If they yeah. said or, yes, I'd have been cool with that. Yeah, 
Um, because then you just have like data sheets. Yes, the data sheets they sell. Yep. They sell in the box. It's like okay, I can buy this box. I have the data sheet because the points aren't on the data sheet. The power level is. Yes, we might have to do that in store. Just say power level. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're you're actually running boarding action this Sunday. Yep. Yep. So how how many people have you got interested in? I that? have eight. I have eight people going right now. So we had... That's actually... Yeah, it's not bad. We had 10 people for the kill team, and we'll have eight people... Are the same people? There's some bleed over, but the, a lot of the kill team people only play kill team. Okay. Like that's all they play. Um, so they wanted to play in the kill team thing, but they don't have a 40K force. So some of them will be playing in the 40K, but it's open. So, you know, people can come in that didn't play in the kill team one. Kill team, you don't, you don't have to play in both. You don't have to play in the first one. So, um, but... I'm, it's going to be three rounds. I want to see, we're going to start at 10. I want to see. How long it takes you to get to yeah. three rounds. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think we're going to go past six. I don't even think we're going to hit four. Yeah, because it's a combat patrol size game. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to uh, do that. All right. So we're, we've been going off. See, these. These are normally the conversations we have like yes. in the store. So. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, so the next segment is normally, um, what are you looking forward to? So well, it's obviously Adepticon. Looking forward to Adepticon. Yeah, it should have been the swap meet and the. Uh, it should have been James. I'm looking forward to selling all your stuff. At the <laughs> that's that's secondary right it's now. It's all you like, know what? That's all brand new on Spruce Space Marines. And as soon and, as this weekend's done. It's Adepticon mode, <laughs> and all I'm thinking about is Adepticon. I'm fully staffed. All the big events are out of the way. I have three. I have three weeks till Adepticon. Only talking about Adepticon from now on. Well, and then painting. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I have to do that. <laughs> I, I did like uh, you know, uh, six miniatures doesn't sound like a lot, and I know it's not a lot to a lot of other people, but to mm. me, a fully painted squad. That's a that's a blue moon thing. That doesn't happen. Uh, that's every week. You can grind that out. It, well, it made me uh, think. Uh, so, on the, the painting phase, Peachy was talking about the color scheme for uh, uh, Middle Earth. And so, I like, guess when they first released the game, like the color scheme was actually picked because like a guy walked into his office like in the morning and said, um, "I have a uh, 120." Middle Earth figures that need to be painted by the end of the day so we can start putting them in photo. So he said, that's why you see that dull, monocolor, like gray and brown that scheme. makes sense to me. It's like, <laughs> that, it's like, okay, you're brown and dry brush and your face and your weapons, go. And your dry brush and your face weapons, go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's like that, that simple color scheme is because he had... <laughs> One day. <laughs> That's fine with me. I'm going off the box art, so. <laughs> oh, but, of course, I chose, you know, red and gold. But red and gold are two of my favorite colors to paint, so. But you're doing the Easterlings, right? I'm doing the Easterlings. Yeah. So, you know, a little more difficult because I have to have some metallics in there plus, you know, the weaponry. But it's been easy going. I love painting red. Red's, <laughs> like, the easiest color for me to paint. <laughs> All right. Well, so, for me, what a... Still waiting for Cyberpunk Red. Oh, yeah, yeah, it'll be three years from let's now. Let's not talk about that. Uh, so the thing I'm interested in is um, the next boarding actions, because I think Imperial Agents are coming. 
Yeah. And so there's already rules for the Imperial agents, and we know about, um, we know the Arbites are in there, and we know the naval breachers are going to be in there. Yep. Um, so when you look at the timeline of how Games Workshop does stuff and their run-ups, it's the store-exclusive models, and then the made-to-orders, and then they hit, like, full release. Yeah. So we've seen Serena Rain come out, and I have her painted her up. Then we saw, like, this last store anniversary was an Inquisitor. Yeah. Like, the big blade. I got him. All right. So now we've seen made-to-orders and closeouts of the old um, Inquisitor and Commissar line. Which means they're coming out with... That means it's going to be yeah. refreshed. And when you saw the Imperial Agents in there, as a collector and player, because I'm interested in boarding actions, that's actually getting me back into ninth edition, I want to see, okay, these new models are coming out. Yeah. You saw like um, Blackstone Fortress had a lot yeah. of interesting models in there. Um, so like, are those guys, are those guys going to get rules... I'm expecting action. yes. And a lot of those guys haven't been released no. outside of Blackstone Fortress or the Barnes and Noble. I think um, we'll see like what we saw with like the Galar Pox and the Star Striders is we'll get a the Blackstone Fortress guys as their own kill team box, which then will translate to uh, boarding action. Which I love because as a buyer hack it up and resell it. Oh, There's yeah. nothing like those multiple piece boxes. Oh yeah, uh, no, with like one of each faction, pretty much. Oh yeah, if they, <laughs> if they mix factions in the box, I will love that even more because they're That'll all make ca- they're so all happy. cool. They're all characters. They're all like super unique miniatures. People will want them to buy, uh, to to kit bash, to just paint, to collect. Yeah, those are the boxes. Well, people outside the games workshop. Because, oh yeah, like, the planet. Planet 28, when you look at the art, that fit the Blackstone Fortress, like yep. um, Rogue Traders. The Necromunda people need it, yeah, because the Rogue Trader model from Blackstone Fortress fits the Cold Trader. Oh, and the Inquisitors, model. I mean, that's oh, just yeah. going to feed into Quizimundus, like, oh, yeah. hard. So I'm, I'm looking to see how they do the releases yeah. for that, for the Imperial Agents there. We'll find out more this year. We'll see, uh, you know, three weeks, we're get, uh, there's a Depticon, so a lot of big announcements there. What's, what's the release been on? Because it was uh, Abbott, uh, Abaddon, Angron. And How many? There's five. Yeah. So we got those two, and then the next one is the new character that they'll be releasing a miniature for. Um, and then they have a, I want to say Skitari guy, but I'm not 100% sure. That'd be interesting. And then an orc, which... I'm excited for. Well, you know, it'd be nice beyond just Imperial Agents if every faction had their own version of, like, agents. Yeah, that would be nice. That that was something in uh, Shadow War Armageddon, like, which started off this whole skirmish thing. Yeah. Of where you had a group of guardsmen and, like, oh, I'm playing a game. I'm going to use my points to bring in, like, um, Sly Marbo, or I'm going to bring in uh, a Space Marine. Yeah. To help me out is uh, Death Watch. Like you could bring a Death Watch Marine in to help you out. It's like the special character that you come. Yeah, is that in. an Inquisitor? Yeah, never. Yeah, you could bring different groups to help you out. So it'd be nice if like the orcs had like some special dude. That'd be so nice. Like, but that's very Infinity, isn't it? Doesn't very infinity? yeah yes. Yeah. That's very Infinity. Well, when, talking about moving guys in squads. That's fire. That's a fire team. That's fire team. Yeah. Yeah. Infinity. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> 
Let's just go play Infinity. <laughs> so, Infinity. Uh, what is that today? The one people. Yeah, that's today's the new Infinity release. This is February twenty fourth. Yes. Yes, they had that new Ariadna guy, the the big mech with the guy inside with the little tiny arms. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know some people. I love that. It's like little tiny arms moving around <laughs> and the big arms move with it. I mean, that's what their entire range is based off of, so... <laughs> well, it reminds me of uh, Alien and Aliens when she's yes. in the rig. Like, ah! <laughs> Get away from her! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we don't want to go over on our time. Looks like we might be pretty good there. Yeah. So, oh, before we get off, so during this call, the uh, distributor called you. Yeah. I, I, saw, I saw you go off and go do that. What? We well, it was just a call letting us know what our caps are for this week. You know, we have the this is the week that uh, the two new boarding patrols are released, so boxes, and then they're releasing the uh, the Space Marines Agastus box, which is introducing the new Devastators and the the new uh, uh, Primaris Dreadnought. The new Primaris oh, the, Dreadnought. Yeah, the one, the punchy one. Yes. The claws. And so, you know, we got our caps in. Um, everything that wasn't the big box was capped at one. And then the big box was capped at five. So, you know good numbers. It, good, good numbers. You know what insults me is the boarding action bases. Yeah, the bases that everybody is excited for because they're super cool. Yeah, to make them fit on the boarding action boards. Yep. How many of those boxes are you getting? One. So, uh, one. <laughs> Out of the five I ordered, no, sorry, seven I ordered, because I wanted two myself. Uh, one. Well, I, I wanted them for Necromunda. Yeah, they're perfectly, yeah. yeah. Any, all, any game, yeah. honestly. They're just cool bases. Yeah, well, because there's models from Games Workshop that you can put into Necromunda. Yeah. But they're sometimes on different bases from what they sell in the Necromunda or the Sector Mechanicus. Yeah. And, like... The boarding action was going to plug that gap. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'll definitely get one of those. Because, like, Sector Mechanicus, they, they're just tons of those boxes that they made. Oh, it's like, yeah, we told them one. This is a base. These are bases. They're bases. How, how do you have only one? One. One box of bases. Um, there, was that third shift, overnight shift on Tuesday? <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's the bases today. That's <laughs> yeah. all the bases. We'll just make 500 <laughs> we'll one shift. 500. 500. <laughs> limited, limited edition. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? If they were limited edition, people would respect that. Honestly, like, yes. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'd still sell it the same way. Yeah. So, but people wouldn't be bummed if they missed it because it said limited edition. I I have to I have to admit, Games Workshop mixed bag. Keep buying their stuff. Oh yeah, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, honestly, I think people like that because what what do people love more than to complain about stuff? Oh, to complain about stuff. I I got. I got I got checks in the mail. My wife was complaining. Why is this government agency sending us checks? Anytime they talk to us, that's bad deals. That's a bad deal. I was like, you know, it's money in the mail, and we're like complaining. It's like, I have these champagne problems. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't get my, I didn't get my toys. You know, there's an earthquake in Syria, but I didn't get my toys. <laughs> Do you see? They missed a sprue piece. There's no bottom to the tank. Oh. I'm being, I, I'm, I'm being taken. 
my tank has a hole in the bottom of it. I don't see it. Well, here, let me turn it upside down. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. Where did this plastic go? I, I'm cheaped out of this plastic. All right. Uh, so that was fun. That, that was, was fun. Okay. <laughs> so everyone out there, thank you for joining us at Miniature Working Labs. And Brian, we need to do this, what, next week? Yes, yes. Yeah, thank okay. you for listening to us complain about people complaining and complaining about things. Uh, that's how content's made. <laughs> yes, yes In, it is. Inside the echo chamber. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.